When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On WMR.FM. It's the uh, 15th of December, 2022. It's like 10 days before Christmas. Probably too late to uh, make a lot of changes to your um, Christmas marketing <laughs> campaigns. and So that's over, but it is time to think about moving into the new year, planning uh, new year budgets, um, and dealing with all things about renewal, but you can't. Because, um, well, I don't know about you, David. You know, but for the audiences, uh, 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 just for the listening audience, Dave is uh, kind of lucky as his career is moving past the trench life of SEO and into the um, finer areas of machine learning. So much of this is his damn fault. Because um, <laughs> SEOs aren't getting a Christmas this year. It's, it's not Dave's damn fault. It's just Dave Zilk's damn fault. And I can, I can hold him accountable later. Um, we're not getting a Christmas this year because there are um, uh, a bunch of algorithm updates, including the one that was uh, released um, uh, but like, like, like what two days ago today um a uh, major link spam update um there's a uh update helpful update from last week and uh rumors of a core update to hit next week merry christmas bob Gratchet. <laughs> you're not going home and you can't have any coal for the fire well you can have coal in your stocking but you can't use it in the fire um, you know, global warming and stuff. And um, yeah, Scroogled. You are so Scroogled. <laughs> you know, I, I won't I won't let let ML take the the blame on the core update. The other two, okay. <laughs> uh, they, they 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 might be ML might be at least in the mix. You know what? And then having said that, I'm like, well, depending, unless that core update is to be able to pull in different machine learning models and algorithms in which case i guess i'm almost kind of like but at least in my mind and i might actually be wrong right i mean we i'd say like more often than not i probably am it's just like how more often like when we're trying to, to predict the future or, or guess of what's going on uh you know sort of within the algorithm uh well algorithms uh, um you know at, at play on google um but i think of poor updates as as generally, and, and this is where I may be totally wrong, I think of them generally as man-made, 
right? Or, or, or I guess better said, person made. Um, you know, it's sort of sort of constructs where they might be doing it to plug in a machine learning algorithm or something, but that a human is actually sit down and or sat down and sort of programmed out you know, how this is all going to work and, and, and the network architecture and, and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, but looking at um, the way that machines, like that might be an absolutely ignorant thing <laughs> for, for me to believe right at this point that it's not actually in part that part of this could not have been built, um, you know, by, uh, by a machine. I do not believe looking at the coding capabilities of ML models. I don't believe that, that we're at that stage yet, but um, you know, Google does some fantastic things. What I what I think the core updates are about um, are binding many of the uh, algorithm updates together. These these right. functions have now been introduced um, sporadically. You know, Google introduces like um, two or three tweaks to its algorithm every day, um, probably more. And some fairly significant uh, uh, tweaks, changes, or adjustments to the algorithm as um, you know its own feedback, much of which is machine learning driven, uh, dictates. Now, there's nothing wrong with it being machine learning driven. I mean, the scale and the scope is is astronomical. It's it's beyond human comprehension, literally. Um, it's the the, right. the the scale of 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 Google is Douglas Adams Galaxy big big isn't is too small a word to describe how big it is um and so machine learning is is, is quite important um and, and and quite a useful tool i mean like and, and and i believe that google search results are believe it or not gradually improving but the needs of google users are changing and so the you know google results themselves are changing how they're how they're being fed and calculated and all that sort of stuff but on par um they're pretty good but they are challenged by another machine learning model i mean like now that people have been have been playing with uh with the with the, the great chatbot gp uh, chat gpt um its use its utility as a, a question answerer is phenomenal um if there's a google killer out there it might be a chatbot yeah, well, it, it's it's funny that, that you bring that up because I'd mentioned I think it was last week, might have been the week before. It's kind of a blurs day kind of uh, kind of day here uh, right now. But uh, I'd mentioned I, I'd mentioned the Chrome um, extension that you can mm -hmm. use and you just sign up for for Chat GPT's API and and that it'd work. Uh, what was interesting because I just you know in in sort of my processes of, of education um, had entered in and and. Folks, you can play along at home if you just go over to ChatGPT. Uh, I had just seen it in my browser. I happened to be on Google putting in PyTorch dropout. Um, just anyway, for a variety of different reasons. Anyway, but I <laughs> ChatGPT on the right-hand side. Like, I won't go out there getting into why. Uh, but all of a sudden, it gave, like, ChatGPT gave a nice description, but then actually started writing the code for me. And in context of that code, going A equal, like, actually defining what the different parts of the code were okay. and what it was doing and then put in some more code below that um so was it trying to show off it, it was trying like i'd never seen one quite like that um like a, a chat gpt response quite like that i did know it had done code but to be able to explain code back to me that well um was was very very impressive so going back to sort of a previous point in our conversation 
I don't know that we're that far away from the core, <laughs> like from, from updates being written, um, you know, by uh, by a machine at, at that point. But um, just that, I, that I, I found it interesting. And, and then you brought up the chat GPT. And then I thought, okay, well, I need to mention this, this interesting sort of extension. Um, and it does make it a additional tool in your arsenal, potentially, if you're trying to educate yourself on, I assume, any topic, but certainly coding, it does a good job. Well, the point I'm trying to get to is you can't core update Google's Google's improving its uh, its 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 capacities. It's improving its ability to understand language, um, understand what what objects and uh, people's people's writing means. Um, often it was left to conjecture and interpretation, but you know Google's Google's getting pretty good at that conjecture and interpretation. Um, and I think for that, it's producing better results. And just as honestly, I think I think Google and um, possibly possibly Apple and possibly um, Amazon have um, brought us to a threshold where their um, artificial intelligence, their machine learning apparatus, is so um, strong that. Uh, with just a little bit more development, I think we may well be on the threshold of a completely different internet as we understand it. Like, 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 like you were saying, ChatGPT not only filled in blanks for you, but actually was doing programming for you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm only half bitten. Um, that's terrifyingly phenomenal. Um, and that was just you. Were you actually trying to accomplish something? Or were you were you just sort of messing around and seeing what could be accomplished? Uh, no, that was just uh, it, it, because I had this extension. I was actually just on Google doing a Google search. Um, but ChatGPT fills in on the right hand side, you know, where the ads used to be or where the knowledge okay. panel would be now. I just have like the, the extension just has ChatGPT fill in there the answer. But I'd never seen anything like that. Usually it fills in with like a little Wikipedia, like an extended Wikipedia version, different, but like same sort of idea, like just sort of like a short couple paragraph. But this basically filled like it would have been the length um, sort of knowledge panel width and the length of probably the top seven. Like it was this long, long um, text with two segments of, of coding into it, very in-depth descriptions of what that code was doing. Uh, now, at the same time, and I didn't run and, and, and test, um, I did put it past a, a couple of my peers um, who did seem impressed with the, the code and description it had come up with as well. Um, but would I just trust that to put it to the wild and go, yeah, this code's good to ship? Uh, no. <laughs> like, no, but would you, um, would you post it to GitHub? But yeah, it, well, exactly. And that's, that's where you, you hit sort of those, those questions or would I sites that might suffer from something like this, would I bother going to stack exchange again? Right? Like, is, is that like those kinds of sites I could see getting damaged now, then you hit the circular loop and go, but if you don't go to stack exchange, what trains the algorithm? <laughs> so you, you hit that sort of like problem, right? And, and we've talked about that previously on our show. Right where, if if publishers get replaced with bots and 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 algorithms, then those then what do those algorithms train on? Because they can only train on what is known. It's why people will always be necessary in in this equation. Is people are 
we'll create a we'll we'll basically present novel solutions, right? Like we'll come up with something that a machine can't <laughs> because we aren't trained on the machine, right? Like we can come up with something different. Um, whereas all GPT chat or GPT three or four, whichever version you know is is we're, we're talking about here, whatever it will produce will only be based on what it has seen before that a human being has produced. So if all of a sudden we start messing up with with that sort of like people are publishing stuff, novel ideas, then all of a sudden the machines aren't training on novel concepts or diminishing numbers of novel concepts, novel pages. Um, and then all of a sudden the machines get worse. Um, you know, and and so yeah, that's that's sort of the the scenario that that will that will sort of hit here. Um, but in the short term, I do wonder, like if I've got solutions like that coming up, if I'm a publisher like Stack Exchange for for example, or I'm Stack uh, Stack Overflow, or you know any any Q and A type type yeah, sites, yeah. right? Like, am I going to get the click? Yeah, well, often not. Wikipedia like could actually get get a hit from this if everybody starts using this extension because it's like Wikipedia's answer but a little more thorough, like at least their, their knowledge graph answer, um, but a little more thorough anyway. Okay. So mind. basically what I've heard you say is um, there's no leverage here for SEOs to threaten Google with a Google killing replacement thing. And Google's still going to ruin our Christmas and there's not a damn thing we can do about it. And even yeah. for all of its power and glory can't help. Us. <laughs> That's what you just told me really yeah that that's that's a pretty decent summary um another interesting thing for us to consider though like chat gpt is built on on the the bones um of gpt3 well gpt well da vinci 003 is the, the word anyway um it's built on that it, it'll be built on four when four comes out which is rumored to be within the next couple couple months so it, it'll evolve but something that's interesting to remember is that's not google Right, like that's that's actually built by OpenAI. They're more closely aligned, I think, Microsoft than, than Google. Right, like they're they're not a, a googly thing. Google has its own things um, going on, on 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 their own, right? And I'm sure most of that is is just internal use. So everything we're seeing, clearly, Google has an equivalent, like like because I'm sure they have many developers working on the exact same thing that they just feel isn't quite ready for prime time. But if I thought they they would feel comfortable just putting that in there, like filling up their, their replacing Wikipedia as the knowledge graph on the right, right? Or the answer in, in some cases for, for like a named entity or something. If they could replace that with their own once they hit that confidence level that they're, they view themselves as more legitimate an answer than Wikipedia, um, you know, or, or, or some other source, it's usually Wikipedia, as you know, um, you know, they'll replace it. So- Yes, we're seeing problems with GPT-3 or, or, or GPT chat. Google will have an equivalent. At some point, Google will just replace it. And then you're going to see a lot of publishers suffer, right, in, in that case, because all of a sudden, like Wikipedia will all of a sudden be losing a bunch of its its real estate and, and sites like that. This is my prediction. I don't know this to be true, but that's that's my guess of what we got. Just speaking of crappy holidays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, Okay, so there's not a lot um, that you can do about the um, three updates, three updates in a row. Again, we don't we don't know that there's a core update coming. There's rumors of a core update coming, um, yeah. but I'm, I'm I I would bet Barry Barry will be reporting on a core update as of Monday or Tuesday. Um, nothing we can do about any of this except ride it out. Um, 
helpful is very probably about a craptastic or good content. So there's stuff you can do there, but it won't, you won't see an effect for a couple of months, as Google has said. Similarly, a link spam update. I mean, what do you do about a link spam update? Um, if you have acquired a bunch of links through nefarious means, you're probably going to get punished. Um, self disavowing may or may not help. Probably, you know, probably should because you got the crappy links. <laughs> but it's, you know, that's disavow is, is suddenly this big black box that Google itself is saying we're not sure about ourselves. Um, so yeah, um, algorithm updates are coming. Um, the, I think uh, working on content and um, uh, making your page as accessible and fast as possible are your best bets to spend your, your Christmas holidays. But there's a good chance your clients are gonna be um, riding you hard during the holidays. Yeah. As they do. So enjoy. <laughs> okay, so here's 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 your strategy, okay? And 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 Google's actually as Google taketh away, Google giveth as well. Because Google's given a really cool little infographic on um how uh 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 different uh parts of the, the search engine results page. This is using its official you know, given giving official names and everything for different parts of the uh of the search of the search results page, and um, you can explain to your clients who are riding you fairly hard this Christmas because you know there's been a whole bunch of updates in there. Results are fluctuating. You can tell them that you're working on schema so that the rich snippets will appear, and just point to this chart and say, "See, I told you so," um, or something to that effect. That's how I would use it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love this thing, right? But I, I I love it basically in the same way, like you, you look at it. I'm sure you've looked at it. I've looked at it, right? And you, you know all these things. It is nice to have them all in one spot. But it is another one of those documents that's useful exactly as you're talking about it, where it's just like, it's a better explanation than I could have put together given weeks. Um to just sort of send to a client go, this is, this is what we're working on. Like before, especially when it's before it hits or like when you're proposing a new strategy and just going, see this thing, <laughs> like that's, that's the thing that we're, that we're working on right now. And it even has named anchors, right? So you can go like image, right? Like this is that part. This is what this part of schema that we're, we're working on um, helps or, you know, and, and, and sending it to developers. So I, I think they did a, a really, really big win with this one. I, I really, I really like it. It's such a simple thing. Well, and and, and so many people have tried to do it before, but uh, but I think they did a really, really good job. The other important thing and something I'm really hoping Google starts to concentrate on uh, moving into 2023 is standardization of, uh, of language and terms. Mm -hmm. um, one of the problems that's, that's plagued our industry from the get-go, from the very first day is, um, well, We've been making this up as we go along, mostly. Um, and there's a good deal of history to and precedent to, to to build stuff on. But you know, there's still the impulse until Google put its foot down. What like two, maybe three years ago, there was still the impulse to name updates over something frivolous or um, topical, rather than something you know 
easily easily identifiable, such as the pending December 2022 core update. Um, um, so if Google would standardize how it refers to things and how it wants us to refer to things, um, that I think that'd be that really useful moving forward. And this infographic is actually a big a big step forward doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it is it is handy. I although you know what there's admit it, Jim. There's party that misses the 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 more fun game of naming updates that that used oh, to be. Cool. <laughs> um absolutely there there was a great deal of fun. It was uh I understand why the uh Florida update was called Florida. It really was uh screwy and upside down and um <laughs> um came at just just the worst did, did the worst possible thing at the worst possible time um you know, i understand why they named it that they named them they named them after hurricanes at one time um brett used to name used to, brett tabke used to name uh, updates based on where pubcon was going to be next um that's his own i think his way of getting a quick plug for his uh his yeah. next location um right. not bad so, you know, standardization <laughs> is going to be really helpful. So we can refer back to yeah. that time in, uh, you know, February of 2016, when we all agree that this thing happened. Um, that that may move, um, I don't know, some sense of professionalism forward. Um, I hope so anyway. And, yeah, and clear up a lot of the silly mysticism that, that sometimes uh, is around present around the industry um okay so not to try to um pile the letters on here but um google's done more e and um is really really happy to tell you um about anything really because you know um that's what e does to you um Google's added. Well done on that one, by the way, Jim. That was pretty well done. Thank Just you. Gotta, Thank you, gotta thank note you very much. I've actually somehow I stole that off Barry Schwartz, but I changed it substantially. <laughs> um, so Google's added in, in, in an extra E to um, uh, its um, EAT mantra, its um, quality raters guide, um, things to look out for, um, expertise authoritativeness and trustworthiness um experience is the uh second e so expertise and experience authoritativeness and trustworthiness this is what google quality raters are to be looking for when judging how google judges content um so this is how you should be creating content um what does that mean is the uh the great question um to say this expertise counts a lot that doesn't mean you have to have a phd level knowledge of any given subject although i bet you the content from a phd level writer would be most interesting to read it may or may not rank well with google because um the average google user doesn't read phd level content <laughs> um but somebody with experience of what they're writing um, will tend to produce stronger, better content, more helpful content, because the person knows what they're talking about. How do you interpret um, expertise as part of um, EEAT? 
Um, you know, I, I find this um, interesting mainly because they'd actually alluded to it in previous versions of the update. And I think they're just offering clarification. I, I think like for their for their raiders in how to view things. So I I don't think we're actually seeing any change um on, on the part of Google in what they're trying to have done. I think they probably are just trying to solve an internal problem with what they want done being misunderstood. And, and what, what leads me to, to say this is they used as an example in previous guidelines, the like taking a case where, uh, and I think we've actually sort of touched on it on, on this show, um, where a high uh, expertise itself, which is, is sort of always been in the, the e of EAT without before the, the experience one got brought in, where they defined expertise as including expertise sort of with a, a specific concept within a within a problem so if you have a, a case where somebody is seeking advice on how to deal with sort of life and and grieving etc and this is sort of their example um of living with somebody with terminal cancer was 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 right from their guidelines and going mm -hmm. the expertise is not somebody with like five doctorates and like, you know, 20 years of experience in medicine necessarily, even though they're an expert and that's probably who you'd go to for the treatments. Indeed. The expertise or the, the expertise as they were defining it at the time had more to do with, I've been in that scenario, right? Like <laughs> I, I, I too have worked through this. I've had a partner with that, you know, in that I've been through it. So it's experience, not expertise. And you look and go, yeah, would a if I want like an amazing, amazing recipe for a cheesecake to go on a lighter note, do I want to go to somebody who's studied like diets and nutrition and health for like 10 years? On paper, they know a lot about food and nutrition. Nope, I'd rather learn from like a home cook who makes great cheesecake, right? Like, so th th I think that's where we get into defining that difference between experience and expertise, but they they listed it in the examples previously. But I think obviously their their raiders just needed a little like, nope, you can measure these as two different things. And, and they might even weigh off where when one grows, the other one has to shrink because you're going to have one or the other, not both. Like I was like I was mentioning earlier, um, standardization is really important in uh, in trying to, yeah. to, to, to professionalize our industry. And mnemonics are important too and eat was a great mnemonic like you could easily yeah easy remember now eat is a little bit harder so i think they need to <laughs> add another element the element of bestiness so if you have a like a best a, a best or better page than the next page you'll rank better right like duh so e-beat that makes so much more <laughs> sense don't you think and, let's you know, go with it <laughs> yeah, and I think if anyone, Lily Ray can 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 popularize this, um, and should. So uh, you know, um, expertise, betterness, um, uh, experience, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness, and you got a great page. That's what I figure. <laughs> um, okay, so um, just in case someone's trying to sell you some something or in case you yourself are looking for it there is no helpful content score um there's no measure there's no 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Metric. There's no um, dial. You can turn up to 10 or 11 to be even more helpful than the next guy. There's, there's none of that stuff exists. Just write helpful content. Yeah. You know why, you know why Google had to say that? Because people are selling helpful score metrics. Like, for real, people people are out there now trying to, you know, somehow uh, measure helpfulness. Yeah, and it's 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 a funny one, right? Like, because I mean, not a funny one. Like, I I understand why Google had had to say this, and I I've always sort of viewed it as a and, and the way they worded it made me think it's probably kind of ish, right? Although oversimplified, I've always just sort of thought of it as a dimmer switch more than a light switch right it's not like oh you went from useless to useful right like click and now it's on right like clearly we have like in a specific area your helpfulness like multiple like a wall of dimmer switches right where like you know you're you're deemed as more helpful in 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 different something that's how i sort of visualize this anyway um but for them to go out and say there's no score you know what I'll just call it is is fundamentally wrong, right? Like it just it has to be fundamentally wrong. And and the the way we know that is simply that we're dealing with an algorithm. Algorithm is numbers. So if you're going to be can now if you're going to say something is helpful, it is or it isn't. And 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 I mean like it can be in grades of helpfulness. Like I've asked people questions for directions, and it's been like uh, it's about a kilometer down there or a mile for you know, or, you know <laughs> like 0.6 miles. But like it's just down there. Like and then then like take right in a bit, right? Like okay, that's that's helpful, low level of helpfulness, <laughs> but it's helpful. Um, you know, which would work its way up to let me print you off a map. Why didn't you bring your phone? Right? Like it, it, you know, there, there's scales of of helpfulness here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. But at the end of the day, it, if it's in an algorithm, it has it has to be something that you can pull down into a number. It it just does. <laughs> like um, so, for them to say there isn't a score, I think is a bit misleading. Like I, I get where they're going with it, but I think it's a bit misleading because actually it does have to, by necessity, be something they can turn into a number. Otherwise, they shouldn't have something called a helpful content update. Because clearly helpfulness isn't measured. So if helpfulness is measured to be able to do an update on it, then it has to be reducible to maybe not a number, but a series of numbers. 
that that, that cascades, you know, sort of through through an algorithm. So I, I I think it was a bit misleading on their part, but I I get what they're going for on that one. But that may be why, to me, visualizing it as like a a series of dimmer switches is a little better. It's probably a bunch of numbers. It's not a score, and it's so complex you'll never reduce it down to like a green bar, um, you know, sort of sort of thing. So they they might be kind of right, but I, I think it was still a a bit misleading. But at the same time, if they told us it is a score. We know what we do with that as SEOs, Jim. We do remember the green bar. <laughs> so we'll oh. go, oh, okay. And then the monetization will will continue. So don't forget, they gave us the green bar to look at. <laughs> now they're sort of dangling the concept in front of us, saying there isn't a uh, a uh, a finite number that we can define and give to you. I think you're probably closer, you're closer when you say it's a um series of dimmer switches you can you know one or more could be turned at 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 any given time to change the texture of the lighting in the room um or the 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 the, the um veracity of how um or the, the the how google feels about um the uh usefulness or helpfulness of of of, of said content or or set page um but i don't think it's any one thing I think it's a number of things put together that then get, you know, um, reamed through some magic box, the algorithm, and, uh, you know, something comes out the other side. Um, and I think it's a moving target, all the time moving target, too. Oh, always, yeah. Yeah, but that's to be true, to be said of everything, and I don't even think Google knows where the target is, right? Like, they've got Indeed. so much ML built in there, and, like, so many things going on all the time that... I don't think there's any one or even like grouping of people at Google that could get together and tell you what's going to be coming a month from now or, or like what a specific search result will look like a month from now. What they can tell you is some things that are and some things that are not um, mm -hmm. in their list of ingredients of whatever makes up the, the cake mix that makes the algorithm. One of the things that is not in there and they've had to reiterate it again and again and again is stuff like time on site <laughs> it is in there it's not um explicitly part of the ranking algorithms and no user behavior metrics are explicitly part of the ranking algorithms although they may affect different things that affect the, the algorithms themselves the actual metric time on page is not a ranking factor, just like the actual metric bounce rate is not a ranking factor, but it's probably part of something that is. Right. Uh, yeah, if we go back now, this is going back a few years and, and things change over a few years, things change over a few hours in SEO. But <laughs> um, but I, I think this this one will will still hold true. And I remember John Mueller was was talking about um, user signals um, a while back. And, and what he said makes a lot of sense in how Google uses them. Um, and, and according to John at the time, and I can't remember specifically what year it was, I want to say like, 2019-ish though like it was so it was just a few years ago um basically said that they use signals like that not to grade whether your site is doing well but they would look at a query and go we would expect a use a satisfied user to respond like this on you know on on for that specific query be it they should have a high bounce rate they should click through see something see the answer and then click back nothing wrong with that there's queries 
when I'm satisfied, there's many queries that my click and then like being back like three minutes later is fantastic with no other page views, right? Like there's many queries that that's exactly what I should YouTube videos, right? Like well, that's a great a, example. Accomplish the um, Exactly. It, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, so according to John, what they do is they look at that, figure out what they would expect, like basically look and go, what, what should we expect? And then if they start seeing pages on there that don't fulfill that need, they don't punish those pages. And that does make sense because it's not those pages fault. It's not, it's Google not surfacing what they want. So rather than looking going, oh, we need to devalue those pages, which doesn't help them in the big picture. They look at that and go, okay, among all these common times we see this problem, this is what's happening. So let's take a look at our algorithm. And so adjust the entire algorithm to, to sort of miss, or I guess reduce um, the weighting being given to pages that don't fulfill and increase um, the ones that do provide the experience that they would expect from, from the users. So, and I find it funny because John was putting that as like a, we don't grade sites. And I of course go, yeah, but it's going to feel like a penalty <laughs> when the algorithm changes and you're punished. It's, it's going to feel like a penalty, even though it wasn't me. Uh, so you could be penalized by it. Um, but at the same time, it, you know, it's, it's actually the algorithm. It's Google doing what we all do. We look at our site metrics, go, oh, people aren't doing what they should be doing. They're not satisfied. And we try and fix that, or at least we should be. Um, so that's basically what they're what they're doing, and I, I it makes sense to me. And incidentally, that's how you should be using not, not you personally, Dave, but that's how that's how you <laughs> listeners, webmasters, should be using uh, time on site and metrics like that. They um, don't worry about how they affect Google. Honestly, don't 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 worry about worry about um, if people going to the pages to the pages that you're responsible for that you built are doing what you expected them to do when they're there. Like, you know, if that's a long form article, it would take three minutes to eight minutes to read or whatever. And people are like jumping out after two minutes, you got a problem with the article. Um, right. The traffic's going there. It's just not doing what you wanted it to do when it was there. And that's how you can use metrics like that. Um, but um, using them as something to, you know, um, unless it's an explicit goal of your clients, I really wouldn't report stuff like that back to them because why bother? <laughs> they don't really need to know. Now, that's something that's not a ranking factor. Here's something uh, Gary, Gary Ice pointed out that is specifically could be a deranking factor. This will mm -hmm. get you out of the index if you do it long enough. And that's reporting back a 500 or a 503 error. Now, status codes are way important. People should know their status codes. Um, uh, 500 or 503 is server errors. Um, and for Google, the server error is a really big problem, especially with uh, larger e-com sites, because it takes so much energy just to go through e-com sites with, you know, the accordion nature of a headless site. Um, it... Um, uh, 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 any 500 error, um, especially for a prolonged period of time. And Google's just going to stop bothering trying to get to that website, trying to deal with that server. And I noticed something really, really interesting um, on crawl budget. I had a client, large, large website, um, fairly, 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 you know, I, I have to assume they have a fairly large crawl budget um, because it's a lot to crawl but their server was hiccuping 
for a couple of days. Um, server error, like Google, Google detected the server didn't respond um, to the to um, ping requests or to to to, to download requests um, as frequently as it wanted to, which I believe is ninety nine percent of requests need to be responded to, or Google's going to. I'm sorry, ninety eight percent of requests need to be responded to, or Google's going to flag an error. If you have, if that happens, you have a ninety day limitation on your crawl budget. When that 90 day passes, that limit might be might be revoked, might be lifted, and your crawl budget get will expand. Um, but be aware of that. If you serve up 500, Google's going to start ratcheting back the attention it gives you to, to, to a point where it's just not going to give you any attention at all, and you will literally fall out of the index. Now, it's something I think worth noting, because I mean, A, great point, <laughs> or, or, or a great, great thing to, to mention for folks. Um, I think one caveat that I, I think is worth mentioning before people like run off to search <laughs> and, and panic is Indeed. like if you have hundreds of thousands of pages, even thousands, heck, even hundreds of pages, and Google's flagging like a 500 on one, you're probably okay. Yeah, <laughs> right? not like, don't a problem. panic just because you have one. But uh, yeah, I was like, which isn't what, what you were talking about. Uh, but I would just you know, like to mention just in case people, because I, I could see somebody going, Oh, but I've got one. Um, well, and, and that indicates you've got a problem going. There's a problem there yeah. somewhere, but it, it's not that won't knock you out of the index. This has to happen right. over a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Um, and Google's got to like get timeouts or server downages um, fairly frequently when it's trying to trying to extract information about your pages. Yeah. Um, so one or two of them ain't going to get you knocked out. But if you are serving up server errors that indicates there's a possibly a problem with your server and you might want to either talk to your admin or your isp you know and that's a really good point anytime you see stuff like that why yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like is this a cascading a issue question. yeah okay so this is cool um google is um i, I really wish that this this existed like i don't know three months ago when it would have been more useful for this Christmas. <laughs> Expandable uh, uh, product search results. Um, Google is serving up search results that have like little information boxes that will open um, and and accordion out on this on the search result page to give you even more information from that site. Um, saves save space and makes um, specific product results even more useful to the user. And I think that's really cool because it'll move it'll move people from search results to product purchase that one step faster. Yeah, these updates I find really, really interesting um, for, for a variety of reasons, obviously. I agree with you. I think it's like, as a user, like as a, as a human being, um, like I love it, right? Like, I mean, I, I think it's handy and anything that just sort of like keeps me in one location longer is great. It's not that I'm like, I want to stay on Google, but chances are I'm already there when I'm starting, like clearly if I'm encountering this. And isn't it nice that I don't need to deal with the whopping three and a half second lag that's going to be me clicking and then a new site loading. Right? And then Indeed. figuring out how that site, like how do I work on this site, right? Like if it's not Amazon, I'm probably gonna to have to take a second to reorient myself to like how this product page is, is sort of like laid out and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things that I find more interesting as a marketer to this is, well, okay, there's a few things, but 
one of them that, that captures me that I, I almost would would miss is now my user journey is different, right? Like the, what the user is encountering when they're jumping in is absolutely different. So all of a sudden, when I have bounce rates, for example, or cart abandonments, it means a different thing. What it means, I, I, I don't like, we're, we're just talking about this now sure. and it's like just happened, right? I haven't evaluated that, but it is something that we need to be thinking about and go, oh, okay, the, the context with which users from Google organic are entering in at is different. How does that change our metrics? Because it will change them because their entire experience coming in. If all of a sudden we see our bounce rate is down or our um, cart abandonment is down, or our, our bounce rate is down. Uh, that's not necessarily good or bad, but we have to put that in context. We might think of it as good, but it's not good. It's just that they understood more about what's about to happen to them and then jumped in to make their buying. But they've it's because they've already decided on everything else. So the fact that their abandonment is lower is actually just because they know more or their bounce rate is lower too. It's just because they already know all the information before they get there. So once they get there, they're just they're there to do the final piece. Um, you know, is that good? Is that bad? I, I won't judge that. That'll depend on on what an individual is doing um, and, and what their metrics tell them. But the metrics are about to change. And you you need to understand that what might look good might not be good. And what might look bad might not be bad. It's just that the entire environment is is different now. But as a user, it's good. So fundamentally, if you're have a good provider offering good service on well-reviewed products, it's probably going to be a win. Well, indeed. And something you, um, to, to, to Dave's point, um, check your uh, transaction and conversion metrics, uh, assuming you've, you've, you've set up Google Analytics to, to um, track conversions. Um, if you're uh, seeing a greater number of conversions, but you know you get some weird, some weird numbers on on bounce rate or weird numbers on people actually going into your cart, they're, they're not they're not getting into your cart, but you're, but you're still getting conversions, or they're entering your cart from the SERP page specifically, and that's kind of weird. Um, check out check out if you've actually made the conversion if you've if you've seen the transaction if your revenues are up and um i i really think that this is this do you remember first like 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 when we first when we were first thinking about designing websites and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to make it easier for people to get from point a to point b to c to d and to get to their purchase point right the fewest steps possible was always the holy grail when 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 thinking about um well, about the customer journey and about how to how to get them to make that purchase. Um, this, um, I mean, assuming it's not a terribly complex and thought-provoking purchase, they're not purchasing a new car here. Um, they're purchasing a snow shovel, um, something rather basic. <laughs> um, the fast, the fastest means to get them to that purchase point. You're going to make more conversions. I think this is. I'm, I'm very, very. I'm very hopeful about this. Yeah. One thing that might not work for all, um, and it's it's a, you know, it's sort of a, an important consideration is, it surfaces very, very clearly, pricing and review information about yep. different stores, right? Like it's showing, like in the example I'm looking at right now, it's showing three with an easy way to get to more of them, like to to get to more stores showing their pricing information and all of that. So 
it's good things. to admit, like if your business is not well rated and if your business isn't offering very competitive pricing on like blue widgets right like i mean like on things that are just like i don't really care where i get this from it's exactly the same thing um then then we're gonna see some um you know some sort of sort of problems one of the things i didn't see in it that i think could be really really interesting but it's just not in the example it might might exist uh but i just haven't looked at it yet is um, which ones would be available local like the only examples i've seen of it have to do with sort of shipping right like free delivery stuff like that i i would be interested to know like will they start showing on these ones like available whatever three miles from you right that sort of that sort of thing but uh you know we'll we'll see how that goes but either way i think this is a, a lot of fun um and uh yeah look so forward to, to seeing more of their ideas this comes down to schema um like keep keep schema uh, uh uh as up to date as possible and merchant listings um get in with your google shopping account open uh like get very familiar with uh with google shopping and with uh with your merchant with merchant listings um there's a new tab in search console um that allows you to see your 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 your, your google shopping listings directly like as they're going to appear make use of it um mm -hmm. and uh it's not a lot again it's not go for it now you can actually you can make changes in google search results like minutes later um so do it google's google's drawing information all the time not a lot you're going to do for this christmas honestly people have done because shipping and whatever what have you but next year's coming uh valentine's day is coming all those all those commemorative days are coming and um don't let uh don't let don't let don't let bad news bad economic news discourage you um in uh, in 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 hard economic times, it's the, the internet has pro has proven to be a very solid base over and over and over again. So, yeah. Okay, what else do we got? We got uh, we got a few minutes here. Um, you know, before before we go forward, we should probably um, make that announcement. You know that that one we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. Um. Uh, shall I or do you wanna? Yeah, go go for it. Okay, so um, listeners might have noticed over the last uh, couple of years that Dave's interests have shifted uh, first slightly, then decidedly towards um, machine learning and uh, 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 away from um, the technical and uh, uh, well, the more hands-on sides of PPC and SEL. He uh, even went as far as getting a job with uh, one of the premier machine learning companies on the planet, uh, Weights and Biases. And uh, in that, um, Dave's career is taking him to new and different places. And uh, towards the end of January, he's um, going to be leaving Webcology and... Uh, starting a uh, another series of uh, of pod and video casts on the machine learning world um and uh yeah it's been a um 16 17 years that we've been working together and it's gonna be weird the show will go on um and dave will go on to another show yeah although i i have a feeling i have a feeling that our, our regular listeners just might have to tolerate me from time to time. I, I oh. just, I have a sneaking suspicion. Well, the, um, 
the world of search is, is increasingly <laughs> driven by machine learning and artificial intelligence and um, technologies far beyond my 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 uh, positronic brain, um, my, my not so positronic brain. Um, <laughs> but Dave, um, so he's not out of the room yet. We got we got several more weeks <laughs> of him still, but you know, there's no way to say it. I've loved, I have so loved working with you for the last 16 years, man. Like it's been the most uh, easy and uh, rewarding partnership. Indeed, I, I have to, I have to like obviously agree. I remember, I remember this, now this is going back to, to 2008, I, I think, but I, I remember uh, when you called me up and, and asked me if I wanted to come on as a co-host of The Alternative, um, you know, which was our, our first show together before, uh, before Webcology here on same network. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was just like such a thrill. And then we've interviewed like so many incredible and, and very, very interesting people. And then of course there's the shows like this one, uh, where it's just good to chat with, uh, with a good friend that, uh, helped me cut my teeth, uh, in SEO, uh, right out of, uh, out of day one. So, um, but in fact, before day one, I was like, you know, watching you guys. And that's when I went, Oh, that looks fun. Um, <laughs> when, you, when, you were, when you were working for the hosting firm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, it, it's, it'll be sort of like a, a very bittersweet uh, sort of, sort of, um, sort of exit. But as you note, there are still some shows ahead to be had. Um, so, uh, so yeah, good to, to let people know that is coming and, and that there'll be a, a show continuing on um and a, and a great one at that um so i look forward to seeing what you guys all all come up with as well so again look forward to the to the shows uh coming up in the next few weeks we're going to be uh trying to get old friends from uh from the past few years to, to come on uh to say hi and uh you know talk about where uh where the careers are at now where the careers were and and uh um wish dave well moving forward on that, we've gone full clock. Um, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 15th of December, 2022. If you still haven't got your Christmas shopping done, well, Amazon ain't going to do it for you. You actually have to go out and use Google Business, Google Local, to find out where, where, where local stores are in your community, which is actually kind of a cool thing because it's good to support local stores in your community. We're going to be back next week. In the meantime, stay well, rank well, do good by yourself, by your clients, be kind to each other, and uh, yeah, be well. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.